and welcome to episode 67 of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Sharla. And I'm Heather. Yay, they did it without having to point each other. <laughs> Very well done, ladies. Very well done. I think it's still more entertaining when we point, but that's fine. <laughs> this week on the Disney Park Princess Podcast, we are going to be talking about uh, so, sort of a follow-up to last week's episode, which was, you know, why you are not allowed to skip Epcot at all ever. It's mandatory go there. Uh, this is sort of Heather's version, which is why Animal Kingdom is not a half-day park, except I, I kind of think it is. No, I told oh. you to sit in the corner and be quiet. <laughs> yes, so I will be in the corner if anybody needs me. But before we get into that and why, and let Heather convince me why it is not a half-day park, um, I don't really think it's a half-day park. I think it's a three-quarters of a day park, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll let her change my mind. That's fine. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the news this week. So, um, not much other than, I mean, we have a few things, but really For the once it was quiet. Well, it was quiet because Rise of the Resistance and Festival of the Arts started. So, yeah. there's all of the hoopla surrounding those two things. Um, Heather, do you want to talk a little bit about Rise of the Resistance opening over in Disneyland? Yes, Rise of the Resistance opened on Friday. What was that? The 17th of January. Um, and it was a mess. Like, we all knew it was going to be. <laughs> and it broke down and nobody could get on. However, if you were smart enough to go for the few days beforehand, they were doing secret soft openings. And I had a friend who rode it three times in 20 minutes. Just walked on. So She is she, our queen. She won. She is our queen. She wins she all won. the day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, look, of course, it's as popular out here as it was in Florida. People have been dying for this ride to open. It finally opened in the same issues that they had for the first couple weeks in Florida, they had in California. Um, yeah. When Disney I, is going to learn from, like, you know, you take what you learned in Florida and apply it out here, they did not, but you know, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I guess I like, I don't know what the solution would be, right? Like, I mean, it, it kind of feels like they did it the best way they possibly could it'll be interesting to see how they change things going forward i don't well i don't now, know what the alternative is you know i feel now i didn't know that this was happening because i honestly i didn't pay attention to it at all like i'll get to rise of the resistance when i get to rise of the resistance and i don't care about rushing down there but you both told me that people were quote unquote cheating yeah. <laughs> now, that, i feel yeah. like that didn't happen in in florida yeah but it happened out here so what happened charlotte okay yeah. so people were taking screen grabs of other people's uh boarding group numbers like so sarah goes and gets there and gets a boarding group she texts me the screen grab and i just go and show it to the cast members and pretend that i have a um boarding pass so apparently this was happening rampantly all over the park yeah. Um, so I think, I mean, that's really too bad because, you know, those people who really got there early and worked hard to get there, um, <laughs> right. thing, yeah. um, it, it's like, you, this is like, this is why we can't have nice things is because people ruin yes. it for other people. And I get it because, you know, they can't test the real world situation of it running all the time. So there's, there were breakdowns. And so then for you know, it should have been for those who had the boarding passes. And I'm sorry if you didn't get one. And, but that's how it is. That's how, that's, yeah, that's how it's working. That's, yeah. yeah. That's how, you it come happens. back the next day. It's yeah. how it works. Yeah. So, so I, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. The people who were, who were trying to cheat no. the system at all. And apparently it was like rampant. It wasn't just like yeah. you send one to me and one person. It was like right. everybody was doing yeah. it. So. And Disney, I guess, was not really checking them as well as they should be, which yeah. I have sort of a level of frustration with. Like, I get it. You're swamped and you're overwhelmed. But the way to make the system work is to actually work the system. Yeah. So if you're going to issue boarding groups, make sure that everybody that's in that line actually belongs to that boarding group so yeah. you know well, I'm gonna say a thing <laughs> and I don't care how unpopular it is because it's the truth having grown up on the east coast and going to the Florida parks coming out here to the west coast parks the cast members are not as friendly or thorough as Florida cast members are I find that a lot of them are you know teenagers with after-school jobs and not that there's anything wrong with that I had an after-school job as well and you know you're a teenager and you don't care but that's the level of attitude that you get a lot out here um, at Disneyland and so I feel like these kids that are you know they don't they don't care and they're just here go through go through they're swamped they're overwhelmed they're not checking like they would be thorough in Florida is probably yeah. what happened yeah Maybe. 
The other thing that Disney didn't do from what I heard, and again, this is all sort of hearsay, but I know in Florida, if you were in line and the ride went down, you got a fast pass to come back and do it the next day. And some people were reporting is that they were not given that, mm-hmm. um, or they were given that, but it was their last day or they were, you know, so it seemed to be inconsistent. And I think sometimes that's where people's frustrations come through is if you know that one person got something for not getting on, but you didn't get it, you know, then frustrations happen. So, um, you know, I do think God knows, you know, I think a lot of the cast members are doing the best that they can under less than ideal circumstances that day. Um, but be consistent, you know, be, be consistent with what you're doing for people. And I guess the ride has been closing, prior to park closing. So like if the park is open until 10, they're only running the ride until nine. Um, And so if you're in boarding group, whatever, and you had to come back for a ride or whatever, they might let you in. And then, and then if the ride closes, the ride closes. Um, I mean, I I I can see how that would be frustrating too. I have an issue with that because there are a lot of things that have seasonal hours, you know, whether it's Tom Sawyer Island because, because of the light safety issue or something that is maybe not that popular. So they just close it early. That's fine. But this is opening weekend on probably (laughs) the most popular attraction Disney has had in a very long time. You can't have a seasonal hour. You can't close that before the park. That stays open until the park is closed. That's a no brainer, right? I know, but if by doing that, they're trying to minimize the downtimes during the day, like, I don't know, you know, I, again, it's one of these, you don't know really what the ride can handle until you're running it at full capacity, you know? So it's tricky. It's tricky, yeah. you know, but I do, I do feel badly for anybody that went out there and, you know, got in line at 4am and did the whole thing and did get a, you know, but Dems to breaks to some degree, you know? Yeah. Life happens. Uh, all right. So moving on, um, H2O Glow Nights, this is an after-hour event at Typhoon Lagoon, is returning this summer. This was a pretty popular event. I remember when I heard about it, I thought, really? But I'm not a water park person, so I didn't really pay much attention to it. Um, but I guess it's hosted by <laughs> Rex from Toy Story. I love now, it. I do love Rex, actually. So it's hosted by specifically party source rex if you haven't haven't seen that (laughs) short if if you haven't seen that short you should definitely see it it's awesome yeah it's really cute it's really cute he's the host of the hdo they take place after hours everything's sort of like black lit and glowing and um they have like dance parties and it it looks super cute actually if you if you were a water park person unlike myself um it sounds like it sounds like a good time so here's uh, my problem with this because it sounds awesome but I'm terrified of water parks and now it is dark and I'm not going to be able to see the water and what if something grabs me from underneath I can't (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh it's a water park you don't know with her actually you don't know (laughs) (laughs) I've seen Jaws 4 so yeah just okay why have you seen Jaws 4 Okay, look, this is not going to happen, but I think, I think it's a fantastic idea and I would love to go. I, I think oh, it would, you, you should, should go, go and write a blog it's on a fantastic it. idea that we should make you go. And that's not <laughs> happening. So. No, no, I know better than to force you to do something that yeah. you don't want to do. Cause then it's miserable for the rest of us. So, um, <laughs> I, I know I, I would love to go. I'm, I don't. I actually do think the after hours party would be kind of fun. Like yeah. I wouldn't necessarily go in the water, but I think the rest of it sounds like a really good time, actually. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. dance parties and stuff. I'm in. I'll yeah. be over there. With the I'm, all for, I'm all for the rest of it. Yeah. Um, all right. Then this was okay. So Treasure Planet, I believe, is one of the most underrated Disney films. Agreed. Not quite I've as underrated. Seen it. Emperor's the- all right, moving on because I can't even process I that information. I told you both before I've never seen it. No, but I just don't. It's really anyway. good. It's actually, but it's, I... it's it's unique in the Disney verse. I think it's not um, sort of a typical Disney movie, which is kind of what I like about it. I also really like the soundtrack because I'm a big Goo Goo Dolls fan. Anyway, uh, but this was a this movie is 20 years old, I think, and yeah, whatever. Ninety nine or two thousand or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Late nineties, yeah. I'm gonna guess, because I went with my husband, but we hadn't been married very long, which is sort of how I do the math on these things. I got married in nineteen ninety seven, so probably around ninety eight, ninety nine. I'm gonna guess. Um, but anyway, for whatever reason, 
the main character, Jim Hawkins from Treasure Planet, has been spotted walking around Walt Disney World during the day during character meet and greets. Now, this is unusual for a variety of reasons. One, there was no special event going on. So this was not an after hours. This was not a DVC, you know, event. This was not. However, sometimes when Disney starts popping up random characters, it's because they're testing them for some type of special event. So this is interesting only in that A, it's a random character to pick, but B, it makes me wonder what's coming, you know? Are we going to do a sequel? Well, they did the... I mean, um, I mean, how well are the sequels working out for them this I year? I mean, this was the not Oscar a successful nomination. This was not a big successful movie. So I can't imagine they would do a sequel, but I do wonder, is there some type of like... So anyway, on the podcast extra, surprise, ladies, we're going to be talking about what characters do you think you would... Like, what characters that do not currently appear in the parks would you like to appear in the parks? Like maybe they're characters from an underrated movie or a character that just hasn't been around in a while, or maybe it's like sort of a B-level character from a movie that you think should be doing. So that's going to be the Patreon extra this week. So start well, they, thinking about it. You've been warned. Oh, I already have my answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did this uh, last last year. They did some random characters, um, but they were in a fantastic thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But they were more in a set place and more like early in the morning, like, because um, I saw um, Prince John and Friar Tuck when we were there last September, yep. and I was like, "Oh, I'm definitely meeting them." You know, they had other people, other characters too. But yep. this is more of a just randomly walking around, and I love it because I, I love that movie. But as much as I actually like that movie, I still don't know that I would have recognized him. No, I don't think I would when have I either. just saw him. No, I don't think I would have either if I just saw him randomly. Yeah. Walking. I don't and, know that I immediately would have gone, oh, that's the guy from Treasure Planet, yeah. you know? And I, I've seen, I, I think I would have thought it was like a Tomorrowland character, you know, mm-hmm. like just some, yeah. some like streetmosphere type thing. Yep, um, yep, I agree. I, but I like the idea, so hopefully this will get, first of all, more people watching that movie because it's really good and more, yeah. and, you know, more engagement from other characters. I like that. Yeah, so. agreed. All right. So let's last piece of news is um, and it's not even really news. It's just sort of an update. So the Beauty and the Beast sing along has started in the France Pavilion. It started last Friday uh, on January 17th, like so many other things did. Uh, But the interesting thing is originally we had thought that Beauty and the Beast sing along was going to be sort of interspersed with the original movie Impressions to France. Um, That is not the case. Instead, it is actually Beauty and the Beast during the day and then Impressions to France only at night, starting at around 7 o'clock. Yeah, and since the park closes at 9.30, typically, that's not a lot of time to see Impressions to France. So, disappointing, but at least it's still there. I'm happy it's, I'm I'm happy they didn't replace it entirely. Because really, they they could have, (laughs) you know. So, I'll take what I can get, I suppose. But However, this is one of those things where Disney listens to guest feedback and maybe if enough people ask or show up for those showings that they will add additional showings. This is just a question of, you know, which movie are they showing with movies being digital these days? This is not a huge thing to add additional showings. So, you know, if enough well, why people don't ask, they, I wonder, I feel like, am I making this up in my head or... Or did I hear a while back, like how they were redoing the China and the 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 Canada movies? Weren't they redoing Impressions de France? I believe what they did is digitize it. Yeah, uh, they did. Yeah, like why did. don't we get a new movie? Make it something like get a new movie. Why do we need Beauty and the Beast? And again, nobody yell at me. This I grew up literally singing and dancing to that soundtrack in my room as a kid. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Why do we? I know that we're trying to get kids the in there. Along and all that, but... popular. I think the sing-alongs are very popular. And as somebody who actually is looking forward to the Beauty and the Beast sing-along, <laughs> and both of you have been at the Frozen sing-along with me, so you know how much I love that. Like, I'm not mad at it, but I wish it were alternating. Yeah, you know? like I let's not take all the culture out of Epcot. That was the point of Epcot, right? We don't yeah. need to make it a second Magic Kingdom. We have the Magic Kingdom; it's fantastic. We yeah. don't need a second one. Yeah. All right, so that's it for news, uh, which brings us to today's topic. And today's topic is going to be why Animal Kingdom is not a half-day park. Right, I said it. Okay, convince me. I'm just going to sit here in my corner and and wait to be convinced. 
Okay, well, much like last week, your pet peeve is you get emails from clients or you're ta- having conversations and people say, I don't want to go to Epcot for the And kid. did I literally not get that email the next day and I sent it to you guys? Oh, really? I literally got We're that like, email like, link to the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My pet peeve, like so much so that I actually, I used to do video series on YouTube uh, a few years ago and this was the very first video I did because I would get so many emails or calls from clients saying, well, do I really need an extra day of tickets to go to Animal Kingdom? Like, you know, there's only like two things there. And it makes my blood boil because I think, I would say Animal Kingdom is my second favorite theme park after Epcot. And I find that there is so much to do there. The difference is, is that you have to slow down and find it. Right. Okay. Now we have flights of passage and we have the Navi River journey. And so there's more e ticket attractions than there were a couple years ago. But beyond, you know, Everest and the safari and dinosaur and flight of passage, you could spend two days at Animal Kingdom if you take your time and really seek out what the park has to offer. That's my, my hypothesis. Um, Animal Kingdom has the two greatest shows that Disney, all of Disney World has to offer. Um, I think they have um, the Festival of the Lion King. Is that what it's called? Lion yep. King. And um, it's a it's not just a Lion King sing-along. They've got the music, but then they've got acrobatics. It's like the Lion King meets Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. Festival of the Lion thing. King is my favorite show in all of Walt Disney World. Hands down. Well, that's my second favorite show. My first favorite show is Finding Nemo the Musical. I love it. Um, Finding Nemo is not even my favorite movie. I like it, but yeah. you know the musical. Um, I have yet to see it without bursting into tears when a certain thing happens. I'm not going to say what it is because, <laughs> but it's it's a whole they every everything is in the whole theater. The whole theater yeah. is just alive with um, puppets and song and the way that they made the puppets is fantastic. Um, the same people wrote the music that wrote Avenue Q and the Frozen <laughs> stuff. So they're really, um, they really know what they're doing. Um, and I just, I just think it's so well done and it's only about 30 minutes long. Each of those shows are only about 30 minutes long. So, you know, that's not going to take up your entire day, but if you see them both, if you want to see the, the bird show, which is amazing, if you want to see it's tough to be a bug, which is a lot of fun, you know, that's a lot of shows besides, even if you don't ride any of the rides, the shows are amazing yeah. there. Yeah. It's tough to be a bug, I think, is one of the most underrated things in all of <laughs> I Walt love Disney that World. show so much. Yeah. So much. I love it. Yeah, right. Now, I have some issues with it because I'm, <laughs> I'm an arachnophobe. <laughs> so, well, this show is made for you then. They're <laughs> telling you how hard it is for them because of people <laughs> <know>. like you. <laughs> I know. Um, so uh, if you ever see me, it, it's tough to be a bug. Don't sit near me. <laughs> a, I will give away half the show because I've seen it so many times that I, I know what's coming. And you will literally see me duck, pick my feet up, lean forward. Like I do a whole routine. Like there's a whole routine that goes on when I see the show to avoid me having a full on panic attack in the middle of it. So don't like I, sit in the back and pay no attention to me. Um, but it is, I mean, that is a great, it is a great movie. So. Um, the the cue at stuff to be a bug is really cool number one you're inside the tree of life but number two the the posters on the wall for different movies that are um it's, it's musicals it's all yeah. like musicals like it's yeah the best. um so, and um and my, the yeah beauty and the bees our our friend brian always and i have this kind of inside joke about beauty and the bees but every time i go in there i have to look for that poster i have to look for the um, different ones because they are so funny um, just puns about bugs it's yeah. it's really good but you get to actually be inside the tree of life which I think is awesome yeah also if you listen to the music that's playing while you're in that queue it's it's like the music from it the is. posters yeah uh-huh. it's all show tunes but like hummed by bugs it's yeah. fantastic it's fantastic that's really good yeah well I think even I, I'm gonna back it up even further I think my favorite thing about Animal Kingdom is it was designed for you to discover, right? So there are so many things, like if you really just slow down, 
like for in, in Discovery Islands, right? You've come through the turnstiles and now you go through like this little jungle before you come up into the top of the hill and you see the tree of life. How many of us just go running, right? Like, we're going to run because I have to get to Pandora or I have to get to Expedition Everest. Have you ever stopped to look at what animals are in there? I mean, all of those little habitats have different animals and if you take the time you know you're going to learn about different animals stupid funny things that they do like I'll sit and watch the anteater for at least an hour like he's just ridiculous you know um and then the same thing with the tree of life trails how many people have stopped to really wander those beyond the tough to be a bug queue you can walk up and under and get up close so you're touching the tree of life and see all of these carvings and yeah no it's not as exciting as expedition everest but it's still something and it's it's the the amazing craftsmanship that went into this you know it should be appreciated and so that's the type of park this is where if you just kind of like instead of running to the rides and you take a turn and just kind of wander you're going to discover a lot and that's why i like it yeah yeah and if you want to discover with a little bit more purpose, do the Wilderness Explorers scavenger hunt because they take you along mm-hmm. all those trails. And so it gives you something to specifically go and look for, um, but you get to still see all of the stuff on the way. So talk about that. So for people who don't know what the Wilderness Explorers trail is, so, you know, ex- explain it because people are familiar I think, with KitKat, but I don't think as many people know about the Wilderness Explorers. Yeah. Okay, so Wilderness Explorers is from the movie Up. So uh, Russell, the little boy, is it's the Boy Scouts, but AKA my son. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's the Boy Scouts, but it's you know they have to make up a new name. So it's Wilderness Explorers, and so that's what he's trying to earn his patches for when he goes and meets Carl. Um, so this little scavenger hunt that they have created is him getting new new patches. And so you, you pick up the scavenger hunt and you can pick it up right as you walk in on the, uh, and enter Discovery Island. It's on the right and there's a big like tent structure that says Wilderness Explorers. And you just pick up a guide map and you go around to all the different places that's, that are marked on your map. And you have to look for the flamingos or you have to listen to something. And in each of those stations, there's a cast member around and they will give you a sticker for your map. And if you get them all done, you get you take it back you do get something from the cast members but it takes you all over the park even out to uh rafiki's planet watch so you have to do all of these things to get it so it really helps um i mean like you know as you go through the park you just stop and do a couple of the little scavenger hunts and then um, can we talk about rafiki's planet watch please Yes. If you're if you've never gone out there, I'm sorry you've done Animal Kingdom wrong. It is easily one of my favorite spots in the entire park. Yeah. You have to take a train ride to get out there. On the train, you get to see some of the backstage animal buildings, which is really cool because you'll see rhinos when they're kind of just hanging out and not on stage. But once you get over there, there's a petting zoo for the little kids or your heather because I jump in there and I pet all the pigs and all the goats. <laughs> that goats, the goats that are what as wide they as they should. are. I love them. I love They're them. so cute. And they have like little animal demonstrations. Like they'll bring out a porcupine and teach you about it. But be my favorite thing, like to the, even when I worked at Animal Kingdom, like I made it a point to get over there to watch this. They do surgeries. They have their vet office there and it's on stage. So depending on what there is that day, I've seen a tiger operated on a lion um you know something as tiny as a little um a little bird that they found out in the wild but they do animal operations and checkups every day and you get to watch that we're yeah i can't watch that at home and it's it's incredible and you have the opportunity to speak to the medical team in there they have microphones so you can ask questions about what's going on and i just i think it's so brilliant that they do that Yeah. yeah the when i was on my honeymoon um it was the first time I had ever been to Animal Kingdom, and we went over to Rafiki's Planet Watch, and I had um, a, like a sling purse around my shoulder and a um, park map in it, and a goat reached into my bag <laughs> and stole the park map and, and started eating it. Oh, my God. You got the goat in trouble. I, I, took, it away. I took it away from him because I didn't want him to get hurt. I mean, I'm sure they eat worse than paper, but yeah. or not those goats. But Oh, my God. I love those goats so yeah. much. Yeah. But also, 
so fun to go over. Dude, and I, I haven't been over since they they redid it recently. Just opened, so, but Carla, we're adding for, that to the list for next. Yeah, time. For sure. it's yeah. my favorite. Like I don't know if they still have the uh, the song of the rainforest. Oh my gosh! If you need ten minutes to just you know relax and chill out, song of the rainforest is the greatest thing. Have you guys ever done that? Oh, I don't know what it is. Oh my gosh! you have to go and if it's there you have to do it you basically go into this little soundproof booth I think up to six people can fit in each one you sit on a bench the lights go down you're completely dark and you put on headphones and all it's grandmother willow from Pocahontas and she starts to tell you all about the rainforest and the different animals that live there and so you hear the bugs and you hear like a jaguar walk up behind you then you learn about deforestation and how awful people are and it's just it's amazing. Hey, all right. I'm looking it up to see if it's still there because I don't remember that at all. I don't know oh, my gosh. It's my favorite it. thing. Like, honestly, if you are exhausted and you just need a rest, that is 10 minutes in the dark, cool air conditioning. Oh, my gosh. It's the greatest thing. I love it. Well, in addition to that, um, while Sarah's looking it up, they have they'll have a lot of animal encounters. They will that they will bring out, um, which they do throughout the park somewhat. But in specifically Rafiki's Planet Watch, they will have um, snakes or turtles or something like that that they will bring out, and you can touch them and learn more about that particular animal. And it's so interactive and so much fun to get to to learn about all of that. Plus, they have Disney characters over there, too. I, you know, Rafiki, yep. obviously, is there. Um, I, I've seen Chip and Dale there. Pocahontas, every once in a while, will show up over there. So, I mean, it's worth it to go and just see what's there. Yeah. Um, I, can't, I can't tell if it's still there or not. It does not. Well, we will investigate we when will we find go. find out for sure. When we go in a few weeks, we will yeah, investigate. Because that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it's, um, it's delightful. And usually my little Beethoven monkeys are out there. I love those little Beethoven monkeys. You know, the tiny little black monkeys with the big shock of white yes, hair. Oh, yes. they're called cotton top tamarins. And they yeah. have a little habitat usually it's on the right-hand side as you walk from the train to Rafiki's Planet Watch. And they are my absolute favorite monkeys. I love them yeah. so, so, so much. So, yeah. Well, and that's so, another thing, too. Oh, sorry, Charlotte. Go. No, you go, go ahead. Go I ahead. was going to say, this, this is an animal park, right? It's not quite a zoo. Remember, not a zoo not, and all of that. But <laughs> it's an animal park and how many people go to animal kingdom rush from attraction to attraction ride the safari that's the only place they see the animals yep. and then they leave and that's how the oh well this is half day well no but there are animals everywhere so yeah. there are the two uh walking trails in africa and asia but like <laughs> my favorite thing i honestly i spend a good hour Every morning before I do anything else, I get a coffee from the little kiosk, the little tea kiosk um, across from Yak and Yeti. And I spend an hour watching the Simarangs, uh, you know, the little monkeys on your yes. way to yep. Expedition Everest. Yes, I love them. I, I, love want, those. I need a pair of them in my backyard. I think <laughs> they're the cutest cutest things I have ever seen and then they swing and then when they have the babies and the babies are so obnoxious and the dad's just like go away leave me alone I think it's <laughs> so you, you, if you're not looking at animals at animal kingdom what what are you doing you know yeah. that's yeah. the whole yeah. point of the place my favorite I will say I, I I don't think animal kingdom is a half day park I'm being facetious I, I do think it is a nearing a full day park um Nothing's a full day park for me because I'm old and I'm tired. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But what I think Animal Kingdom does better than any other theme park. That's right. I said any other theme park, including Magic Kingdom, Epcot, the details, the tiny little details that if you if you're hurrying somewhere, you're completely missing, like right near those monkeys. If you if you're watching the monkeys and then you turn to the right, there's just sort of this little altar set up and it's a small model of a temple mm -hmm. um and if you look carefully you will see that the outline of the temple lines up exactly with expedition everest in yep. the distance it is one of the most miraculous and tiny details and i love it and i take a pic i must have hundreds of pictures of it because i take a picture <laughs> of it every single time we go because it's just it's this tiny 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 little detail that you would never notice unless you're really paying attention. And that's the thing about Animal Kingdom, right? You have to be paying attention. You have to be looking and stopping. And like Heather said, if you're rushing somewhere, then you're missing these details. You're missing the fact that there's even monkeys. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're running off to Expedition Everest, like you could run right by that thing. And if the monkeys aren't like really out there and being crazy, you might not Making even Making their noises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Well, that's what I was about to say is that, you know, we've been saying little by little everything and Sarah's going, yes, I love that. Yes, I love that. And I'm like, yeah, you, you don't think it's a half day park you because you love everything about, Yes, but you love everything about that. What all that they have. So I, what I think about in looking to really is you can't go just once during your trip. I I think you have to take it in doses. Like I think you have to go once and then you have to go back. Yeah, you know, sure. once to do all of the ride stuff and whatever, and another time to go back and just enjoy it. Yeah, 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 agreed. And I mean, uh, even the the entertainment that they have there, like you know, they have um, a lot of stuff happening in Discovery Island. Like they had that Merry Menagerie that just popped up for the holidays, but um, over in Asia. So oh, good. I want the penguin so bad. Yeah. Next year, there better be merchandise, right? Um, yes. But like in Asia, right next to. Um, to Yak and Yeti on one side, they have cast members that come from India and, you know, maybe they're teaching you how to write your name in Sanskrit or they're teaching you some kind of craft. On the other side, there's a stage. Have you ever seen the Bollywood dancers? Yes, I we did dare, that. Dare we did. Charlotte to not video. stop and dance. Hard enough, there's a video somewhere of Charlotte and I doing the Bollywood dance yeah. party. That's Which my favorite thing. Like you hear that music and you're like, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I know. It's sad when they got rid of that. But yeah, they have they have the um, drummers on Discovery Island on your way into Africa. Those are really really good. Um, there's so much entertainment that you can just well, they either have the watch. African or- band too, where they get out there and they still like they're teaching you like the African dances yep. and like I just, I dare you not to get up. Like you have to move when you hear yeah. that. You know. Um, also, something when you walk by, you're not doing life right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? It's music. You're on vacation. Yeah. Stop and enjoy it. Um, what about Dino Land? Do you guys like Dino Land? I do. Um, Sarah's face. Yeah. Okay. So dinosaur is a lot of fun. The ride. Um, it's not Indiana Jones. If you've ever been out to Disneyland, it's the exact same ride. It's just dinosaur themed instead of Indiana Jones themed. But, um, I used to really not like Dino Land until I have now played some of those games and my daughter absolutely loves those games and does really well at them. So it's not like your typical carnival where it's rigged and you know, you're not going to win and not everybody wins, but she has a blast and she loves it. So seeing it through somebody else's eyes, I really, really like it. Um, I also used to really love the, um, primeval world coaster. And unfortunately I, I get a little sick riding it now. But I love, I mean, if, Me I, if I didn't, if I didn't feel sick, I would, I, I love, love a mouse coaster. <laughs> I love that kind of ride. I loved it. Um, so I do, I do like Dino Land a lot. Um, I, I, and the Boneyard, the play, the play area with the Boneyard um, is a lot of fun to just run around and you can dig in the sand with the, you know, you can pretend you're an archaeologist and dig the bones or you can just go down the little slides and stuff like that. That's uh-huh. where I was going. Cause I think yeah. most people run right by the yep. boneyard and they have no idea what it's there. It's a play yard for little kids. Right. But like, you know, there's an bone they call it where like you <laughs> hit the bone, it looks like rib bones, but you uh-huh. hit it and it makes music. You know, there's other like little spots you jump on and it's a dinosaur roar. Like I go in there, I take my nieces in there and I think I have more fun than they do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> them around. But then like you said, in the back of the boneyard is the dig site where you have to like actually fit physically cross a rope bridge or like a like you know a rickety old bridge um to the other side like you're crossing over the walkway and it's a fossil yard and you have to you get to dig for fossils which i think is so nobody knows that's there everybody just brushes past it yeah yeah it's a lot of fun yeah it's a lot of fun my biggest thing that really it's those games actually were one of the big things that turned me off because i don't like that you have to pay extra for them Mm. i hate I hate that. Like I yeah. really, it, it bugs me um, that you have to pay extra for that. And I get it. I get that it's supposed to be like a theme park within a theme park kind of carnival. Uh, fine. Yeah. Okay. I still don't really get it, but all right. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I wish you didn't have to pay. And cause they're not cheap. They're not that bad. You get like um, five games for $20 or something like that. So it's not, I don't think yeah. it's that bad, um, Yeah, but it, it's, um, I mean, I, yeah, I get that objection to it, but it's, it is fun. So yeah. um, now I would do, I think that it would be more popular if you didn't have to pay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but um, I, you know, 
people love it. So it's just one of those yeah. things that I, I just feel like it should be sort of like an old timey, like if you're going to do like old timey carnival games, like maybe do them like a quarter a game or maybe do them like yeah. a, you know, like, mm-hmm. sure. Cause that's just pure profit at that point for Disney, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. You know, let, let a little kid spend a quarter to win a, you know, whatever, like, yeah, you don't yeah. have to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, but Nora loves them, and so you know, it's fun. It's fun. Um, oh, the other reason I don't like those games is if your kid actually does win, now you're toting around a big stuffed dinosaur for the rest of the day. And I'll sit back to the hotel. Uh, my kid only wins the little ones, and yeah. so it's been okay. <laughs> it's been okay. So I haven't. That has not come up yet. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about dinosaurs. By the way, my Fantastic Beasts land. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wish they would have done that. Yeah. Instead, we got Pandora, which is pretty. It's really pretty. I love Pandora, and I'll, I'll, I guess I'll accept Pandora, because if, if, if you all remember, like, way back when Animal Kingdom first debuted, in the sign and the artwork and everything, there, yep. was a dra- there was a dragon. It was intended to be an imaginary beast's section of the park, and it never materialized. But I guess I'll, ex- I'll accept the Banshees in Pandora as a replacement for the dragon. I can no, I'm still holding out hope that one day they will do that, um, because I I really hope that they will. Um, I I think they could do it really well. But um, let's talk about dining, because I think Animal Kingdom has okay. some of the best food in Walt Disney World. Specifically, the uh, quick service locations are very very good. Mm-hmm. The one what reminded me of it was the one back by Dinosaur um, Restaurantosaurus. And it's, I mean, it's like burgers and stuff like that. But those are some of the best um, burgers that Walt Disney World had. (laughs) I mean, in terms of quick service, I'm not talking about, you know, like the fancy fancy ones. Um, You know, they had a really good uh, black bean burger I've had there, which is mm -hmm. delicious. Yeah. Um, they, and then the, the theming inside the restaurants are all really cool. Like that one is more like you're on a, an expedition and you're eating in different parts of the like of the yurt or the different um yeah, the camping. campsite or whatever yeah. yeah things um the quick service at yak and yeti is amazing i think well it was until it they took away my yeah nose. yeah that one i i yeah i i wish they had kept that one a little more asian unless like we don't need a hot dog and a burger at every single quick service location yeah. so <laughs> um, i mean the orange yeah, chicken there is still delightful ta- it is very good um but yak and yeti table service i think is actually really great and often overlooked Best noodles at Walt Disney World. <laughs> Best. Yeah. And then there's the new um, Harambe Market that has a lot of different. I food. like Harambe Market. Yeah. I do too. It's really good. Yep. I love really it. Um, um, even Pizza Fari is really good. Like it's not gourmet pizza, but it's, yeah. it tastes delicious. Um, the Flame Tree Barbecue. barbecue. Um, again, I've said it, I'm not a barbecue fan, but I've had like a really good smoked turkey sandwich there. They now yes. have, which I'm dying to go back for um like this uh plant plant-based not really plant-based it's vegan um sausage with like jackfruit and coleslaw on top of it that looks really good um so their food is and and their their table service too i mean tiffins yeah. Oh, yeah. you haven't had tiffins yet like i i think i feel like i was like on board month number one like i i somehow got into that restaurant right when it first opened and i was blown away and I think I've eaten there 10 times since then and for whatever reason it's super slow to catch on um I I have no problems getting a reservation every time I go it's super empty maybe that's because it's a signature restaurant and you know it is pricey but oh my gosh that food is delightful and probably my favorite character meal is that that animal kingdom Tusker House is is probably my favorite character meal mind-blowingly good food yeah the best best food for a character yeah. meal absolutely for a Ugh. buffet how often i mean so boma good. is great but there's no characters but mostly buffet food is kind of like it's mass produced it's not the greatest this is phenomenal the food here is fantastic phenomenal and it's a mickey meal mickey mouse yeah. is there and In nobody here. Here. he's so cute and they have the interactions they do like the little sort of parade around the restaurant and it is as interactive as chef mickey i feel without being as chaotic as chef yes yeah, absolutely I've, I've never eaten there sure <laughs> so 
Sorry, I have it. Okay, well, put it on the list for February. Looking at making reservations right now. Uh, Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like a place that I've always wanted to, and I just never have for whatever reason. And <laughs> It's really so, good. It's yeah. so it's good. It's so good. It, I mean, as with all character meals, it does tend to be, you know, it's a little on the pricey side. I, I do feel the character meals sometimes are a little on the pricey side, but it is a buffet and it is a character meal and it's, the food is so good. Like I feel there are other character meals that are the same price and the food doesn't really justify it. In this case, I feel the food really does justify it. It's great. Oh my, the food is phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. So, um, also, we did, I didn't say this during when we were saying quick service, but Satuli Canteen over in Pandora. Oh my gosh. Yes. That food is is delightful i love yeah. it it's it's i think i mean it's always busy so i don't want to say people don't eat there but i think people stay away from it a little more than the other ones because it's quote unquote healthy food um but they have these delicious bowls there that it's you know you choose your grain you choose your protein you choose the sauce oh they're so yummy yeah. they're so delicious yeah the um well let's talk about the rides a little bit um just so we can go through them but I mean, I think that we've mentioned the big ones, you know, like Everest and um, Dinosaur and Flight of Passage. But let's. What about the Safari Ride? Because um, it's always it's always popular. People love it, um, and it's a really good way to see a bunch of animals. It's not the best way to see animals because I think that doing the walking trails is going to be better than that. But um, I do really like the Kilimanjaro Safari Ride. I love it. And if you can do it in the morning, first thing, like while most people are running to Everest or Flight uh -huh. of Passage, you're going to get a lot more interaction out of the animals just because it's cooler and it's yeah. not, you know, 95 degrees and humid in Orlando. And so they, they want to move around and they want to do things. Yeah. Um, um, and then the um, also over there near it, which I've only ridden once. It's not my favorite. There's Collie River Rapids. Oh. Um, oh. So we're, we're going, by the way. Uh, we have an 1140 reservation oh. on our animal kingdom. Yeah, so. All right. Well, good to know. <laughs> um, so, but Collie River Rapids is a, it's a barge type water ride. Um, if you don't know what it is, um, it's, it's fun, but you're going to get soaked. So, so soaking wet. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have a tip. I think it might be my favorite thing in Animal Kingdom. Do I say it here or do I save it for our newsletter for our Patreons? I know what you're about to say. Save it. <laughs> okay. That's my yeah. favorite. Favorite. Favorite thing in Animal okay. Kingdom. All favorite. right. So if you're wondering what she's talking about, um, our, if you are supporting us at the $10 a month level, you get a, an exclusive email every single month on the first of the month with our Super secret. We do not share them anywhere else. Favorite VIP tips. So February 1st, if you're listening and you're a $10 a month supporter, you will get Heather's tip. I know exactly what she's about to say. <laughs> if you're not, if you're currently supporting us at the $5 a month level, it's not too late to upgrade. You can always use upgrade. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. It's worth it. It speaks to my, my mischievous side. I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, even like we were saying before, Primeval World, um, the Triceratops spin when my niece was younger I'm not kidding I rode that seven times in a row with her it's like one of those again again things um there's a lot of attractions that aren't the major ones right so yeah of course your first visit you want to go and get on and flight of passage and all of that but then what you don't have to do that every time explore something yeah. else um, um I feel like Animal Kingdom was the pretty much the first park at Disney that um, started with the interactive cues. Um, I saw so much interactive, but like visually pleasing. This one, Ex Expedition Everest, wow. has that amazing cue. And mm -hmm. I mean, I rarely stay in it because I'll do single rider or get a fast pass for it. But oh my gosh, it is so amazing. And if you go in through and read the story of the explorers going to find the Yeti, yep. Um, it's really cool. And I think that's kind of started it where, um, you know, now they have expanded some cues and they've made them more interactive. But this one really started it for Disney. Yeah. So did you know that when they did Expedition Everest, they actually partnered with National Geographic, which is now a Disney company, but I don't think was at the time, um, and did 
intensive amounts of research with National Geographic about sort of the story of the Yeti and the story of Nepal and, you know, Everest itself. And so a a lot of, a lot of the stuff in the queue is, you know, part of the story and a lot of it's authentic. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really incredible um, and was part of the, you know, the, the, sort of journey that Joe Rody and the other Imagineers took in the creation of this attraction. And it's really incredible. It is, yeah. I think it may be one of the best cues. Yeah. And if you have um, Disney plus go watch the Imagineering story, the episode on how they built animal kingdom. It's just like the, yeah. the footage that they have in that documentary of the, the trips the Imagineers took and how yeah. they built this. And then mm-hmm. they're explaining things like the drain pipe. I mean, I didn't realize how detailed the drain pipes were in the Africa section. I don't think anybody did, but like, that's the level of detail that is in this park. And that's why I say, you got to slow down. You have to take your time here. Um, And also, I think a lot of the reason the Animal Kingdom got flack for being a half day park is that it didn't have any nighttime attractions, right? Like, Again, right. this was because of the animals. The animals, need, they can't have fireworks. That's bad for them. They're terrified of that. You know, they, they need to sleep. They need to rest. And so when Animal Kingdom, up until recently, the last five years or so, there was really nothing there after dusk. Yeah. Um, and then they started with that, um, you know, Animal Kingdom after dark, after hours event. Or I don't even know that it was an event. I think it was just like one or two hours that they kind of stayed open after dusk over one summer. Do you remember that? I think we went on a, a business yes. trip. And yep. like they had the safari open at night and there was like certain like lights set up so you could see how the animals were, you know, the nocturnal animals were in the evenings. And that kind of started getting people there after dark. And then they yeah. did um, Rivers of Light. Then they did Pandora at night. And so now they're actually are things to do in the evenings there and so it truly is a full day park you can go from 8 a.m until 9 p.m yeah and never oh, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. did i win you Yay. win i'm convinced yes. win. um <laughs> in that vein with the things at night they took they took every one of the leaves off of the tree of life one by one so they didn't look naked but um and they they replaced them with um I don't know the word bioluminescent for the, for lack of a better term lighting. And now there's a projection show on the tree of life and it's not a show that you're going to sit there and watch like a, like a regular parade or a fireworks show or something. It's just every, every 10, 15 minutes, they will light up a new animal on the tree and it will move. And yeah. it would kind of do really that story. Cool. It's yeah. really like a, cool. Like a two minute vignette or something. And if you yeah. catch it, you're like, oh my goodness. Like it's, yeah. it's the coolest thing. Yeah. But again, it's not this big showstopper that you're yeah. going to sneak no out of spot. There's no spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I haven't, I still have not seen Rivers of Light. Um, I, mm-hmm. I'm interested in it. I'm interested in what they wanted it to be. And then it never was. Right. Um, but I've, I've had clients that seen it and some of them really, really love it. So, you know, if I'm, I'm just also not there at night, not because I don't think it's a full day park, but because I do try to get there early so I can right. get on the rides and then explore. But, um, I will, I'm going to try and see that show soon so that, um, and, and report back. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty. Yeah. I know. Like you said, I don't think it. It's not what they wanted it to be. It yeah. didn't wind up being the full spectrum of what they had projected that it was going to be. So it was a little disappointing when it opened, but it's still, it's pretty for what it is. Yeah, you know? yeah absolutely. Yeah. I don't know that it's a reason to go to the park at night, but if you are there at night, I do think it's worth seeing. Good to know. Do you know what I still haven't seen at night? And I'm so sad about like I'm really devastated with myself but I'm just I like to be in bed um I haven't haven't seen Pandora at night and I'm so bummed and it's the same thing because I'm always at the park during the day and then at night I'm like "Eh, it's really pretty I happened to be there one time why were you guys not with me oh I was there for that work thing that I did that you weren't you know um and I happened to be there like at twilight and watched it all sort of start to glow it's probably one of my favorite memories because I was alone and it was just me and so I was just sort of meandering and exploring as one should do in Animal Kingdom and it, it was really amazing to just sort of watch it all start to come to light and everything it was it was really very cool yeah. so that's how I feel it. about Cars Land with the yeah. 
when yes. the sound comes oh, up. Oh, I love Connor's land when the turbo Such a special moment. So I'm yeah. sure Pandora is like that. Yep. It's very cool. All right. So that wraps it up for this week. Uh, we are still working on a listener Q&A episode for next week. So please email us your questions at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. You can also post them on our Facebook page, um, our Facebook group. If you haven't joined our Facebook group, you definitely should. We've got some fun stuff going on in there. Follow us on Instagram, uh, you know, all of the usual places. Check us out on Pinterest. And of course, patreon.com slash DisneyParkPrincess. Don't forget, I didn't forget. Uh, for our extra this week, we're going to be talking about underrated characters that we would like to see doing character meet and greets at Walt Disney World or Disneyland or any of the parks. Um, and that's it. So up, we, up next will be listener questions, right? All right. Send them in. Um, I think actually we did get, a, we got one, I think maybe emailed in. We got a couple on the Facebook page, two emailed yeah. in. Okay. All right. All right. Perfect. So uh, we'll do that next week, but we need more questions. So send them in, keep them coming. Okay. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Talk to you next week. Bye.